Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Roger Weiss. Uh, the guys are out covering games, The Francis and Tom. Might call in at some point and uh, get an update on what's going on today. I know one of the things that we'll talk to them about is the uh, controversy surrounding the Kenmore West and McKinley game or lack of game, so we'll get into that a little bit later. We're also going to talk with uh, USA Football's Andy Ryland. Andy's a football senior manager of education and training. There's a big event coming up Tuesday that'll be held at Star Point, so we're going to find out what is going on with Andy. We'll also talk about the games from last night. We preview some of the games going on today. Uh, we also have the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. So it's going to be an exciting show, action-packed. I'm going to be stuck here in Amherst all day today. Roger, get this. After the show, Nick and I are going to go grab some lunch, and then we're headed to Northtown Center for our game against Williamsville Army. So it's Niagara Falls Junior Football Club versus Williamsville Army at 3. Right across the street from us will be UB, and they'll be playing, so it's going to be an all-Amherst day for me. You mean you're going to make make Nicholas wait to 11 o'clock to have lunch? That guy looks like he's famished. <laughs> he's getting big, isn't he? Speaking of big, Anthony, we got an email from Bryce at Canisius. And Bryce I Hopkins? Sent, yes, sent out the... The roster for the, today's games, St. Joe's plays oh, Canisius. Big, big day today with Canisius St. Joe's, by the you way. You and I have have, have got to get our picture taken with that those Canisius linemen. They dwarf us. They If you put that on a Facebook page, I'll bet you the people out there will feel so sorry for us, they'll start sending us food vouchers. Oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Let's definitely get our picture taken with them. <laughs> hey, uh, what, and the other thing, uh, what did you do to deserve what today uh only me and only me only? Nobody else in studio? Are you being punished? No, I, as I You're mentioned. You're stuck with me. I mentioned during the intro that uh, Francis and Tom are out covering games. Oh, okay. I Rod, thought, you need to listen to the program. No, no, no. I okay. listen. I just don't understand. I thought that, you know, wouldn't leave you stuck with just me. You'd get uh, make arrangements to have somebody else. So I'm flattered, Anthony. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. Well, even we... more than usual. <laughs> We have a lot planned for today, Rods. That's why it's just you and I. We're going, to, as I mentioned, we're going to have a couple of interviews. Uh, we are also going to get updated on what's going on uh, with uh, at Iroquois with their playing condi- their uh, sports complex. Just unbelievable conditions. If you've seen any of the pictures on our Facebook page, but we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Anything for news and notes before we get into our G and G fitness? Yeah, one we got to mention. We got to give a shout out to our 
former temporary colleague, uh, Rich Sanders. Have you heard the story on Rich Sanders? I heard and I've been praying for his uh, for his child. I was just devastated. Well, you know, Channel 4, I happened to be watching that station, or Diana happened to be have it on there, and I watch what she wants to watch. So all of a sudden, you know, you know, and you see these things every day about happening to people, and, gee, that's a shame. Well, then all of a sudden, it happens to somebody either directly or indirectly that you're associated with. And, I mean, a chill just went through me. For you folks that don't know, Rich Sanders, who was our colleague two football seasons ago, can you believe it's been two years? Yep, since former we... assistant coach at West Seneca West yes. when they won the state title. They were down in Florida. He relocated down there. He has a business. They had to vacate because of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. They had to go up to Georgia. While they were in Georgia, his uh, son, Andre, wasn't feeling well. They took him in. It uh, was decided he should have his appendix out. While he was taking his appendix out, they discovered a tumor on his kidney. Oh, man. And they eventually removed the kidney. Seems to be doing good. He gave Beautiful. me a high God five bless. Thursday night. I saw them folks at the West Seneca West football game against Will East. And uh, I guess the prognosis is good, but... Tony, I was devastated. Oh, sure. So I was I when I saw it. it broke and, my heart. Uh, wow. So, Rich, you know, Tony and I and the others associated with this show are thinking about you, Alexandra, and especially, you know, Andre the Warrior now, not Andre the Giant, Andre mm-hmm. the Warrior. Good luck. Best wishes. Godspeed. Yeah, God bless. Absolutely. Roger, every week we have the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week, and congratulations to Iroquois field hockey coach Pete Tonsiline for his 400th career win. If you'd like to nominate a coach, feel free to go to livefit.com. That's where you go to nominate your coach. 400 career wins. That's is all? Pretty impre- yeah, that's all. You know, Come on. Stop slacking over there, Pete. Absolutely amazing. That's the best you can do. It's a, well, as long as he's trying. Yeah, he is. We'll he's, give he's him a trying. pass. We definitely will. As I stated, we were going to uh, we're going to uh, touch base right now with uh, Don Purcell. For those of you who don't know or didn't listen a couple of weeks ago, Don Purcell is a concerned mom, and she's joined a group of others in the uh, Iroquois community to improve or push for improvements to the school's athletic complex. If you look at some of the photos that she has posted on our Facebook page. You can see the uh, the bleachers need to be replaced. You see uh, the track just looks absolutely uh, torn apart and in very poor conditions. Uh, you see uh, goalposts that are crooked, blocking sled that is rusted out, even part of it is missing. You know, it, it's, it doesn't, you know, judging from the photos, it doesn't look like a safe environment. So Dawn and some other concerned parents have gotten together, and her as a concerned mom says, look, we want a safer playing field for our children before somebody gets hurt. And it's not just the children, Roger. It's also the spectators. Uh, she shared an email that uh, was posted about uh, – person who was concerned about going to the game because of an elderly parent would have trouble climbing the stairs. I saw a, a video of an elderly gentleman really struggling to climb into the bleachers. So it, it, it it's a safety issue, not only for the players, but also for the spectators. Don Purcell, good morning. 
Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. We uh, we spoke with you a few weeks ago, and you outlined uh, so nicely what is going on with the conditions there. And as I stated, you're really concerned about the safety that is going on, not only for the players, but for the spectators. And recently there was a board meeting, and I know you signed up to speak. Get us updated as to what's going on. Um, nothing has changed, unfortunately. Um, these things can't you know, fix themselves. They deteriorate further every day. There was a board meeting this past Wednesday, and uh, the president of the Board of Education told me um, in front of witnesses, only three people can speak on an agenda item. I, unfortunately, was the fourth person to enter the building that day, so I followed rules. I didn't put in a slip. Um, She decided at the last minute to accept additional speakers who signed in the slip, so I wasn't able to speak which was disappointing, but um, I'm not going away. The board didn't address anything during the meeting. They do business, then allow for three speakers to fill up forms. It's first come, first serve. And at the end of the meeting, they convey, come back, they come back in and give comments. There's no questions or answers, so it's tough to make progress. The superintendent kind of seemed like he was a little bit on board, but then the board members commented, um, that they are not sure, let's see about this, there's dates, maybe we could put it off, put the vote off till the end of December of 2020. Building wouldn't start till middle of 21, 22 by the time this is done. Other board members were just silent as usual. Um, when we re- reached out to the board president the day after the meeting to ask if they would publicly support the project, um, as other boards have done in the area. And to give us a timeline, uh, she wouldn't answer us. She referred us to the superintendent. Um, my concerns, Tony, and I'm going to be honest with you, American Disabilities Act um, compliance, we are not. Um, you're supposed to have bathrooms within 500 feet of the bleachers, easily accessible to the handicap. Right. Ours have stairs. <laughs> you can't, unless wheelchairs fly, uh, there's stairs going into the building. The other bathroom on the home side has mud and not a paved path so it's very hard to get through yeah and from the one picture i saw it 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 was uh outlined that if it's raining or if there's a puddle there good luck trying to get a wheelchair in there tony you can't get through with a wheelchair it's absolutely horrific the conditions here at iroquois and most of the parents are on board um with change it's just you're always going to have a little bit of opposition right but Everybody has to agree. It doesn't matter if you like sports or not, because I, like I've told you before, I don't know the difference between a lineman or a linebacker, but I know safety. We don't have that. We're not ADA compliant, which is against everything that every school stands for. You're supposed to be able to come in into a safe environment. Our bleachers, our equipment, our school hasn't been touched. We have not had a capital improvement on our football field in 13 years. And 13 years ago, all they did was put in donated lights, lights they didn't pay for. That sled you see, that famous sled that my son hit? Yes. Donated. That was donated 32 years ago to the school's program. Oh, my God. 32 years ago, and they're still letting children hit it. When I mentioned that litigation is going to cost more than repair, they told me they have a separate fund for that. Are you kidding me? You would rather have a child die or be injured then do the right thing. That's sad. That's sad, yes. it's. I don't know what else to do. I've gone to Albany. I've spoke to the commissioner of the Board of Education. I've contacted her. I've 
um, gone to the uh, regent's office of facilities who's supposed to handle any discrepancies with fields and stuff. But everybody keeps saying they're investigating, they're investigating. Well, someone's going to die during this investigation. You've seen the video of the old man trying to go up the stairs yesterday. We don't yes. have a pony. We don't have railings. That's that's not acceptable. That really is. You know, here's what I don't understand. This is a pretty easy thing. Safety. Who is against safety, whether it's for the kids, as you said, with the blocking sled, uh, the track, or for the uh, spectators and the bleachers and the outhouse? I just don't understand why everyone's not on board. Uh, it's, it's not like you live in a poor district. Uh, in fact, uh, it was kind of eye-opening to find out that uh, Elma Marilla Wales is, is uh, one of the uh, better off districts in western New York, for lack of better terms, and it seems like it would be a no-brainer to me. Uh, right now, we have the second highest wealth ratio in Alma, and the state of New York offered to pay. You know how all the facilities around New York were redone. We are the last one to be redone. New York State offered us 70% of the bill to be paid by New York State if we redid the field, the bleachers, and it would cover the bathrooms, it would cover everything. Wow. Taxpayer, or, I'm sorry, the reserves would only pay 30%. So the school would only have to pay 30% if this vote goes through. If the vote does not go through, Tony, the school pays 100%. So it seems like a no-brainer to me. If you like football, if you like soccer, if you like safety, it doesn't matter. Either way, it's got to be fixed per the state of New York. We are non-compliant. It had to be fixed by 2020. So in three months, no matter what, what side of the fence you're on, Either we pay 100% or we let New York State pay 70%, but the boat needs to pass. Right. And, and even though it's, you're passing it off to New York State, everybody, you know, we all chip in with our state taxes. Yeah. But the thing is, is you look around Western New York, Don, and whether it's Niagara Falls in Rogers area in Hamburg, uh, city of Buffalo, everybody, or at least most places, have gone to a new uh, new facilities, improved. North Tonawanda, absolutely beautiful. Depew, your former school, beautiful. The, the the facilities are tremendous. You would think that every district would want to jump on that. And and it's not just for uh, safety reasons. Raj, you and I talked during softball season and baseball season that if uh, more and more teams go to the turf, uh, that we'll be able to get games. Less games will get canceled. The better it is to get out there and start practicing for your spring sport rather than having to wait or practice inside a gym. Well, especially with the uh, uh, the artificial turfs and all this. Allegedly, they pay for themselves if you amortize it over, what, five, six, seven years. Uh, Don, the question I have for you, besides football, how many of the sports are still played on the football field? Because I know you got other uh, fields in the uh, that facility across the uh, what is that, uh, Girdle Road or whatever, across the street. How many other sports other than football are still played on that uh, complex? And if if it's is that one of the reasons why they're holding off on improving that because they have so many other facilities? I don't know. I'm speculating. I'm guessing. Uh, we have problems on each field, sir. Right now our baseball doesn't have dugouts. We have a metal grate in the middle of the softball field. We have a metal grate on the field hockey field. We don't have um, fences on the softball field. What this field renovation would cover right now, if we get it passed by the voters, 70% will be paid by New York State. Football can now play on it. Cheerleading, track and field, 
male and female soccer, male and female lacrosse, female field hockey, um, can all play on the same field. This is a universal field. It will not be used just for football, and baseball can practice on it so they can get more days out. Right now, our baseball team throws balls in the gym. Do you know how dangerous that is when you're 17 or 18 when you really have some strength behind your pitch? Yeah, I know. I've done that. <laughs> I've had because we didn't have facilities back in the day when I played. So, yeah, we did have to throw the ball in the gym. You know, and the thing, too, is, and I don't know if – uh, the makeup of the district, but if you were to improve it, would the public have access? Let's say somebody wanted to run around the track, get their, their jogging in uh, or, or train around the track. Would residents be able to use or benefit from the complex? 100%, Tony, and we've stressed that because if you know where we are in Alma, Marilla, Wales, there's only sidewalks in very few neighborhoods. We're on busy roads, country roads. So um, any night, if you come to my track around 6 o'clock, you'll see senior citizens, moms, babies, kids using our facilities. So this would benefit the entire community, also allowing our elderly population to come to the games. Right now, I just read a post, um, a mom's daughter was able to cheer at halftime because we let our little loop cheer at halftime during homecoming. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, this was a girl's dream. She talked about it for years. She couldn't wait to do it, couldn't wait to do it. Her grandfather was unable to come and see her because of our facility. It's just not handicap accessible. He died the month after her performance. Oh, man. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. I literally cried reading this post. Like, our grand- my mom's here today. I'm at the football field right now. My mom's here today. I had to hold her getting off the bleachers because there's no railing. That's not right. Someone will be hurt. Someone is going to be hurt. And when you tell me that, oh, don't worry, we have insurance, that's not the answer I want to hear, Tone. Oh, I can't yeah. believe that. It's wow. it, absolutely, uh, it, it's a mess. I hope things get better, Don. And, uh, you know, I've told you before, you're fighting the good fight. And it's something that I believe that the residents in that district would want to get behind you. If, uh, Anyone listening right now is in your district, and they're listening to this interview. They want to get involved. They want. Is there a website they can go to, or an email address, something like that, so that they could, uh, you know, join you and the other concerned parents? Um, on Facebook, we have Iroquois Sports Field. We have um, a. Um, I'm sorry, board meeting next month. We need the entire community present to let them know safety matters doesn't matter if your child does violin or whatever. We need safe facilities. It's not about a sport, an individual sport. It's about safety first. Yeah, and why have to spend money on lawyers to defend yourself when you could have headed off it at the pass by getting the improvements? Dawn, best of luck to you. Keep us updated as to what's going on and keep fighting the good fight with all the other parents. I mean, I, you know, you as, as, as a mom, you're doing a remarkable job in getting the word out there. I truly appreciate it. Thanks, Tony. Take All right. care. All right, Don. Have a great good day. Good luck. Uh, and good luck as well. All right, let's take a break, Raj. When we come back, go over some of the scores last night, talk about games that we attended. So we'll have all of that and more. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Roger Weiss. Thanks to Don Purcell for calling in the last segment, getting us updated on what's going on at Iroquois. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk with Andy Ryland of USA Football. We're going to talk about a big event that is happening Tuesday night at Star Point High School, and we're going to find out exactly what it is, and it has something to do with the pilot program that NASA is one of eight uh leagues across the uh, country that are involved in this rollout program. So it's pretty pretty exciting stuff coming out of USA football. Now let's get into the scores from last night and Thursday. In fact, on Thursday, Akron defeated Cleve Hill 47 to nothing. Some non-league games from last night. You had Dunkirk over Lakeshore, 32-22. to 22. Uh Wilson beating Bishop Tymon 20 to 6. We'll talk a little bit more about that game in a little bit. Cataraugus Little Valley beating Perry from Section 5. You had St. Francis beating Welsh Jesuit 35 to 7. Salamanca over Gowanda slash Pine Valley. You had Alden beating Roy Hart 38 to nothing. Bennett over Jamestown in two overtimes. What a game that must have been 28 to 26. How about this one, Roger? Clarence edging Lancaster in overtime 27 26. Saw video of the kids just storming the field. Very excited in that game yet uh frontier in lockport 53 to 50 did anybody bother playing defense in that game williamsville north beating hamburg 21 to 20 south park over kenmore east 36 to 9 star point beating west seneca east 41 15 grand island over sweet home 35 22. It was Will South 56, Amherst 18, Cheektawaga beating East Aurora slash Holland 28 to 7, Pioneer over Luport 28 to 14, Medina Lindenville Barker over Maryvale 26 to 6. And how about this one? Western New York Maritime keeping their hot streak alive. They beat Iroquois 34 to 13. Albion over Depew. Lackawanna beats Springville 13 to 8. Newfane over Eden, uh, North Collins 43 to 22. You had Portville over Chautauqua Lake Westfield 35 14. And Allegheny beating Southwestern. 49 to 8, Franklinville, Ellicottville 24, Climber, Sherman, Panama 8. Then some eight man scores Oakfield, Alabama over Maple Grove 60 to 12, Alden over Roy Hart, and yet Olean over Randolph, Salamanca beating Gowanda, Pine Valley, St. Francis over Welsh Jesuit. 
So Cattaraugus, Little Valley over Perry, as I mentioned. So those are the scores from last night and Thursday. If I missed any, I apologize, but that's all that I was able to get. Got some of these out of uh, today's Buffalo news. Roger, game I went to last night, Wilson against Bishop Tymon. Great game. Really a good game. And it was fun to watch in the fact that watching Wilson's defense, uh, really stingy. Well coached, extremely well coached. You see, and they're not big guys. They're. I was at the Wilson game a week ago against uh, JFK. Uh, not flashy or anything, but solid. Um, uh, I was gonna just you know question how uh, they reacted to time, and obviously they took care of business. Uh, well, a game like that shows you, you know, when when a about technique when you use technique properly you can defeat a big i tell my kids that all the time technique wins over size every time and you watch the way the wilson defensive lineman attacked timon's offensive lineman timon has some big boys on that on that o-line and especially uh shout out to delcan uh ferry number four six foot four 220 pound wide receiver defensive end he's the biggest kid on the team and uh, he was unblockable at, uh, from his DN position, blowing up many of um, uh, plays in the backfield. So he was absolutely solid. So was Anthony Dispenza uh, uh, from, uh, I think he was D-line or linebacker, one or the other. He was all over the place. And they were taking a beating in this game. Again, you could see guys holding their arms, their shoulders. You know, I was standing close enough on the sidelines I could hear <laughs> the grunts, but they were laying, leaving it all on the field. And it, it was a fantastic game. And, you know, and time and their, their backs did a nice job when they found room where they were able to go. The same with the receivers. Quarterback was throwing the ball only where his receivers can get it. Uh, but it was a, a well-played game for the most part. And then in the fourth quarter, Wilson started to pull away. You started seeing them uh, momentum really going their way. Well, you know, after a while, it's you. the only thing you can hope for, if you hold a team for a half, that might give you momentum. It was 7-6 going into the fourth. And how many games have we seen that? And uh, what decided in the second half, is the team that's supposed to win by four touchdowns, do they make adjustments? If they don't make adjustments, and you know, just with the attitude, well, we're better than they are, we'll get them in the second half, uh, you're going to lose that game. And if you make the adjustments, and that's what the difference did. Uh, the credit of the uh, Wilson coaches and coaching staff, they made the adjustments. And Bill, sec- I, I, t- I told uh, uh, Coach Atlas, Atlas. He, he does a fantastic job with that program. He's a great guy. He really is. He was kind enough to come out last year before uh, my playoff game and game that was held at Wilson. Came out, talked a little bit before the game, gave me some words of encouragement. Super nice guy, and uh, I really appreciate the things that he's doing. And he's really uh, has that program, uh, you know, firing on all cylinders. They only have twenty three guys on their on their roster. You know, hey, so look not- what they did. They almost beat Southwestern in the semifinal last year when it game that they were obviously out talented. Yeah, and then you look across uh, across the field at what Joey Lakata is doing with Bishop Tymon. Uh, had a chance to see uh, an old friend of mine who I used to coach against when he was with South Buffalo, uh, Tommy Joya. Uh, it was good to see him. I told him, I said, man, you don't age at all. <laughs> it was remarkable. So, you know, both, kudos to both coaching staffs for doing such a great job with their teams. Also had the pleasure of meeting Shaq Dudley. Uh, coach of Cardinal O'Hara talked a little bit. He has one of our former players 
on his uh, Hawks team right now. So, And we also talked up a lot about USA football. Shaq is big on USA. It was a great conversation. It was nice to meet him and, and, uh, and talk football with him. So you're really impressed with the uh, uh, time and coach who also happens to be the grandson of a Kensington grad, right? <laughs> yeah. I you thought had to, I had to mention. It's been you, a couple of weeks since I mentioned been. Kensington, Anthony. It, it has been. Uh, yeah, it's always great to see Joey. And, uh, you know, he was uh, he had his work cut out for him last night. It was a great, as I said, it was a great game. And the game was played at Grand Island because the Wilson Field isn't ready. In fact, it will be ready for next Friday night. So if you're in the Wilson uh, community, make sure you head out. The, the I've seen pictures of it. The field's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So I guess they're finishing up the track right now, and it will be ready. Uh, where did you go last night? Last night I was at Hamburg. I went stayed home, stayed close to home. They had Will North uh, twenty to seven with four minutes left in the game, and uh, you have four minutes left in the game, Anthony. You do not give up an eighty-yard touchdown pass. Well, you shouldn't want to you give must, up at any time in the game. But but, but you know, nonetheless. You tackle a guy, you know, you don't have to break his legs or anything, but just disrupt him. If you get called for pass interference, it's 15 yards. Yep. And to me, yes, of course, that gave Will North momentum. They held on defense, got the ball back, and did the final drive. The difference in the game being Will North had a kicker. Hamburg did not. Hamburg only was successful one out of three two-point conversions. Will that makes North, it tough. Will North made three for three with uh, the left-footed kicker, uh, and like I say, it just it was you know from a you know I know it sounds like a homer. I'm supposed to be objective, but uh, you know my hometown team that would have been a big win for him. Yeah, so, absolutely, and it's a team that's trying to improve, trying to get get uh, on. on and the, I know uh, I talked with Coach Colley, your assistant coach Colley, afterwards, and I know he was devastated. He tried to you know. Let me guess, he blamed it on Shensius, even though Shensius <laughs> no, wasn't no, there. No, I wasn't. That, that, that's one time I'm not going to bring up that uh, okay. fiasco. Uh, but, uh, you know, you know, Pat Colley treats me like royalty. He's so, a great guy. Uh, I felt bad, especially for him, for Coach Tripp and all that. But, uh, hey, that's how you learn. But, oh, that and the other one, Anthony, third and one. And Sean Brusso says it's the right thing to do depending on your offense. Third and one, and they hike the ball to those direct snap seven, six, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. Makes to me, it makes a third and one at third and seven. If the quarterback sneak, you know, especially the way they line up, it's not like they crowd over center. They can't get one yard. That happened on more than one occasion. But again, you know, I'm 1960s. I'm not 2020. Well, I tell you what, you know, you look, speaking of Sean Brusso and uh, Lancaster's loss in overtime to Clarence, I guess it was on a miss extra point. Uh, and you mentioned that a little bit and say how important that is. But wow, double A is really exciting, as we said it was going to be. You got top five, and now Clarence is in the picture. I question because of the loss of Stevens and Putney, can Clarence play with? Jamestown, OP, Bennett, and Lancaster. Guess what? They can. That's and now f- you've got Jamestown and Clarence next week. That's a five-team race, and one of them goes to the Funky Bowl. That's amazing. No, I take that back. One of them, no, the, uh, I take that back because eight out of nine team, teams make the playoffs anyway. But one of those teams goes on the road for the uh, uh, quarterfinals. Now, here's a scenario that you're not going to believe this, Anthony. With Frontier beating, uh, winning last night, uh, against Hutch Tech. Hutch Tech plays 
Niagara Falls today. And uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Lock, possibly Lockport. Anyway, if Hutch Tech loses those two games, Hutch Tech and Lockport are both going to finish 0-6 in league play. So what do they have to do, flip a coin? Well, depending on the tiebreaker, since they don't play head-to-head, right. my point being the eighth team that qualifies for the playoffs in A is going to go in with a 0-6 and six league record. Yikes. How can they have eight out of nine teams make the playoffs? They should have gone – the way they did it last year was fantastic. Play eight games, you know, seven league games instead of six, and only play a semifinal and final. Wow. I don't understand it, Anthony. I do not. You know, some of the games going on today, of course, the biggest game is Canisius and St. Joe's going at it kind of early in in the season. But uh, Canisius, they're off to an 0-2 start. They need to get a W in, in the worst way. And St. Joe's would love nothing more than to spoil that. It's funny. You mentioned earlier when you were talking about a technique uh, goes oversized. And when it comes to linemen and all well, that? Well, St. Joe's going to need that, being how oh, big Canisius is. they ever. they got to be outmanned by 50, uh, 50 pounds a man on the uh, line, depending on which players going to the roster that uh, you know Bryce sent yesterday. And, again, uh, you know, let's go get our picture taken with those guys, Tony. Oh, we t- might, people might send us food vouchers. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, some of the other games going on, you mentioned uh, Niagara Falls is playing Hutch Tech. That's going to be at Riverside with a 1 p.m. kickoff. Orchard Park is going to go uh, to Niagara Wheatfield. North Tonawanda at Kemmer West. I think that's going to be a really good game. Silver Creek is playing JFK at 1.30. Fredonia is going to take on Faulkner slash Casadega Valley at Casadega. 1.30 kickoff there. McKinley against O'Hara. That should be a fun game. And uh, Penfield is at St. Mary's in Lancaster. That is a 1 o'clock start. Quickly, Anthony, two games last night that uh, Evil Frank... They're for real. They knocked off, you know, cheese, sausage, and pepperoni last night. Uh, I expect those teams to come back again and play at the Ralph, and I expect the winner of that to go on to win the state. They, if if Evil Frank was able to beat, uh, you know, Climber Sherman Panama the way they did, they are for real. The other game I want to allude to real quick, uh, next week Maryvale plays at Iroquois. Loser of that game will probably go to the Funky Bowl because Maritime Charter School Health Science, they are the real deal. Oh, absolutely. It was pretty cool. I watched a video last night of the Iroquois team uh, giving a standing ovation to the Maritime team as they were leaving on the bus, and uh, that that was pretty classy. I like that. Uh, So good job, uh, Iroquois football, uh, showing some class there. All right, Raj, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Andy Ryland of USA Football. We're going to talk about this big event coming up at Star Point on Tuesday night. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 and... At 7 o'clock tonight, the Maple Leafs and Sabres right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. As I mentioned, we are going to speak speak with uh, Andy Ryland. He's going to join us right now. Andy is uh, football senior manager of education and training for USA Football. Andy's a former linebacker at Penn State. We won't hold that against him. And 
former rugby player, which something Andy and I could probably spend hours talking about it as a former rugby player myself. Andy, good morning. How are you guys doing? Great to be on. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on, uh, you know, for our listeners who haven't been listening for any period of time. I've been coaching at Niagara Falls Junior Football Club for about four years, and USA Football is the reason why I got back in and also the reason why my son got excited and wanted to play football. There's a symposium that was held in our neighborhood. <clears throat> I took Nick there, and I had him. He went, asked him if he wanted to try the uh, drills that were going on. Uh, let's see, uh, Ken Stolt and uh, others from USA Football were putting on the symposium, and my son fell in love with the game right there and then said, Dad, I want to play football. So I was able to sign him up, got involved in coaching, and haven't looked back since. Now, uh you know, the things that USA football and people are not familiar with because USA is kind of like in the background. People hear you literally football, they don't think beyond it. Well, we, as long with the high schools, we adhere to the guidelines of USA football, and USA football does such a great job in focusing on safety of the kids, and that's what it's all about, reasons to keep kids playing football and things like that. Now, there's a big event coming up this Tuesday at uh, 7 o'clock, and uh, USA Football is rolling out this big uh, initiative called uh, Football Development Model, and, you, and NASA is one of a few leagues nationwide that has been selected to roll this out. So, Andy... Get us up to speed. What is USA's football development model? Yeah, so thanks for the great introduction, and I really love the story about about your son. Uh, that first entry point, that just fun, high-quality experience with the game of football is really most people's touch point to really fall in love with the game. And I think it's a, a great parallel to what we're trying to do with the football development model. So the way we explain it is we're saying, you know, how can we reimagine the game of football? So let's take everything we love about the game, but let's also take a keen eye at looking at some of the tradition and then the things we've learned over the past 50 or 100 years about child development, about youth education, about foundational and fundamental motor skills, and how would we teach football knowing all that great stuff without losing the soul of the game that we, we like so much. So when we reimagine football, trying to make it age-appropriate, trying to make sure the challenges are, are obviously challenging. I mean, that's how we grow. But are the right challenge at the right time, at the right stage, we thought we, we might be able to do some really fun things with, with football. So, you know, if you look at other sports, uh, they, they kind of provide us a great example where at the same ages in baseball, you know, you may be playing coach pitch. Uh, at soccer, you may be playing seven-on-seven seven on a smaller field. Uh, basketball, you know, you have those eight-foot hoop extenders. But when they come to fall and they go to football season, they're playing on the same size field as an NFL player. Mm -hmm. You work in youth football, so I'm pretty sure you can uh, get the visualization that, that your team doesn't have a lot in common with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, those guys look a little bit different. So Yeah, they're a little bit bigger. <laughs> change a little bit. They probably don't run as fast. Uh, cognitively speaking, just, you know, they, they can't comprehend the amount of technical direction when learning a new skill. Right. Obviously, our playbooks are much slimmer. 
So we're trying to put it in a, uh, a way that really reaches the kids where they're at. So we want to create, as we say, pathways and entry points. How can we get people involved in this great game, but then how can we keep them in this great game by providing an enjoyable experience that meets them exactly where they are? So we're going to have different game types. You know, we have uh, small-sided games. We have our the flag non-contact versions of the games. We obviously have the traditional version of the game as players grow and mature. But we're trying to take this step-by-step approach to building, as we say, humans first, then athletes, then football players, because that's really what the the youngsters uh, are craving and need at this point in time. And so uh, Ray uh, Ray Turpin, that is, for, for, uh, president uh, of NASA, yeah. Yeah, been instrumental with his leadership. I mean, like you said, you guys have been involved in coach certification for, for I believe, four years now. And they said, hey, let's take the next step. Let's see what we can we can really do with this. So they are one of uh, a handful of pilots that are running this program. And then the event we're running this week is we're going to run a showcase where we're going to have multiple age groups out on the field at the same time. Uh, it's a really neat event where we're going to be having a, a practice uh, kind of situation here where all the different age groups are going to be following the exact same schedule. But you'll get to see some of our coaches and some of our trainers interacting with the kids and see how when we move through fundamental warm-ups and building the athlete uh, sections of practice, when we work on, say, passing mechanics, receiving, or even flag pulling and then tackling, each of these age groups will be working at a different age-appropriate level and try to show uh, the the parents, uh, the media, the fans, uh, those that come out, what it looks like to really take some time and dig into how do I most effectively build a football player uh, on top of a great athlete, on top of a great human, the same way we would look at building a school curriculum so that they're learning uh, scaffolds and builds off of each other while providing them growth opportunities and not overwhelming them uh, so that the game remains fun and uh, we those guys or gals stay in it and at the end of the season say, man, you know, I had a great time. I love football. I can't wait for next season. Any kid that gets out there and participates in, in not only this on Tuesday night, and I'm going to be there as well, is uh, and I mentioned what my, what my son went through with the symposium, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. You see uh, former NFL players like Fred Jackson uh, with his his uh, uh, camp and clinic. That you can see that the kids are having a blast getting out there. They're out there. They're mingling. They're going through the steps. And and Andy, you lead. You actually uh, go ahead and, and and teach a lot of this stuff and the, and the proper techniques and things like that. The drills and uh, and the kids get excited with that. You know, locally, as I mentioned, with Ken Stolt, Chad Bartosik, uh, Rob Curran of well, the, these coaches are fantastic in the amount of effort that they put into working with these kids. They really are. And, you know, for the listeners out there, I can't tell everybody in that community uh, how much we appreciate you. I mean, Western New York has been a hotbed. There's great coaches. There's great leadership. As you said, high schools have been involved with education, uh, youth programs, certifying all their coaches, making sure everyone who's out on the field leading their youngsters, you know, has basic education on proper health and safety techniques or some of the proper fundamental football techniques, especially around our blocking and tackling skills because of the uh, contact aspect of it. So 
it's been a great area. I love coming up there to work with the coaches out there. So, uh, again, anytime uh, the NASA guys or Ray calls, uh, to be able to get up there with a really a cutting-edge leading youth organization is awesome. And, and if I have to run around the field with some some kids, teach a little football, I'll tell you what, there's uh, worse ways to make a living. So it's <laughs> more excited. Andy, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to meeting you and some of the others from USA. And, again, you know, uh, kudos to Ray Turpin and everything that he is doing with Nason. Kudos to USA Football for leading the way and keeping kids safe, making the game safe and fun for the kids. Uh, thank you very much for spending time with us, Andy. I, I could talk to you for hours about this, but we we do have to go. Sports Talk Saturday follows us. Have a great day, and I'll see you Tuesday night. Yes, sir. It'll be it'll be a blast. I uh, can't wait to meet you. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the opportunity to be able to speak uh, to the coaches out there and to give my thanks for uh, all the work and all the leadership that's happening out there right now. My pleasure, Andy. We'll see you on Tuesday. Thank you to Derek Kramer. Thanks, Roger. We'll talk to you next Saturday with more Inside High School Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.